I would like to thank my sponsors, Maggie Flores with Southern Blues Boutique and Jessica Espinoza with Jessica's Crafty Creations. They both can do some very nice work. So y'all go like and follow their page and please support small businesses. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, what up, what up? All right, y'all doing all right? Yes, sir. All right, man, we get right into it. My man got two people here with me today, my second husband and wife uh, duo. You know, I want to welcome everybody to episode 31. Got two from Pflugerville. They reside in Pflugerville. Both went to Texas Lutheran University. Kevin played football, Victoria softball. They both coach for nine years, and they're the founders of the P3 Fast Pitch organization. I want to welcome everybody, Victoria and Kevin, to the show. Hello. How's it going? Good, good. Hey, hey real quick, cor- correction. We're the founders of Fast Feet Performance. We have a board that we work with um, for huh. for P3 Faith Family Fast Pitch. Okay. Okay. So what is it? that y'all the founders of again so we we are the founders of um fast feet performance okay. um, which is our business um we kind of develop athletes the whole athlete um but we we are a part of a board um that we have uh faith family fast pitch with okay basically an extension of of what we had going you know we had we were training a lot of our athletes and decided to go into a, a team and create faith family fast pitch so yes we've got uh multiple things going on okay sounds good sounds good man you know so um uh we'll do you know ladies first it's close to mother's day so we'll, <laughs> we'll start with you victoria um if you want to just start off with your upbringing uh talk about if you play what sport you played while you was growing up Okay. Um, well, I am I am the one that that brought us to Pflugerville. Um, I um, born in Austin, Texas, and raised in Pflugerville. Um, graduated from Hendrickson High School, uh, four year Letterman, and um, played outfield in in high school as well as college. Um, I played at Texas Lutheran University in Seguin. Um, from, I don't even remember the dates, 2008 through 2012. Um, so long while ago. Okay. <laughs> um, and so um, since since then, I have, uh, I could never hang up the cleats. So I decided that I wanted to coach. Um, and I'm sure we'll get to that later. But um, the way we started coaching kind of just, it almost fell into our laps how everything started working with high school coaching and um, how that all happened. But um, I have been coaching for now, this will be our 10th year, um, high school for nine years. And with that being said, volleyball, basketball, softball, um, softball, the primary sport, but everything has been, you know, great since then. So um, yeah, that's kind of where we're at now. Okay. And what age did you start playing softball? 
Um, uh, I don't know. I maybe started whenever I was about eight years old. Um, definitely uh, something that I knew I was I was good at and not very good at anything else. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, at least you had one thing. That's all that matters. <laughs> yes, I tried all the things. It didn't work out. <laughs> it didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kevin, you want to go with you? Let's talk about your upbringing and what? Yes. So, um, born born in Houston, Texas. Uh, mom moved us out of Houston. Uh, man, I'm a I'm the baby of five five of us, and I'm the baby. And mom decided to move us out to a small little country town, Trinity, Texas, due some due to some uh, circumstances with my older siblings. Um, and and I was raised in Trinity, Texas. Um, man, it was, it was a little rough, uh, growing up. Um, but you know, one thing that we all had was sports, um, and just being outside and being able to pick up a ball, man, football, basketball, baseball, we didn't care what it was, um, running, racing each other. Um, so I was involved with every sport growing up. Um, I played it all. Um, and then when I got into high school, um, I really, I really knew I had a passion for football. Um, and man, like every, every, every coach in America, probably you play football, you run track. So, um, I was a multi multiple sport athlete. I played basketball, I ran track and I, and I played football and, um, and, and my high school coach told me like, man, look, you're good enough to take your talents to the collegiate level and you just got to get your act right. So, uh, got my act right, man, my junior year and, and decided I wanted to play ball in college and ended up going to Texas Lutheran University. Okay. And and speak on um uh Kevin, speak on uh like your recruiting process. Was it just one school that you had in mind or how, or how was it? I man, honestly, um, man, man, where I'm from, bro, it, <laughs> we a, a lot of a lot of people look, that look like me don't really kind of get out of my hometown. Um they stay there and they do other things. So I really didn't understand the process and know the process. Um, I had a lot, a lot of help by the by my head coach, um, Eric Drotty, um, and and his assistant, um, Coach Stout. Um, they kind of helped me and guided me and kind of told me, like, look, man, like, you can start, you know, shooting your emails to these schools, showing them some highlight videos, and I will get some, I will get some feedback from from. Um, different schools and saying like, oh, we like your tape, want to see more. And um, and he he pretty much told me like, man, this one guy from Texas Lutheran loves your film and he's going to come watch a game. And and so, man, my, my senior year, I'm going through every game and I'm looking in the stands and I'm looking for this guy. And he never showed up, not one time. And it was kind of, I, I felt like, I felt embarrassed, really. Like, man, they told me I was gonna get to go to college and play ball, and this guy was coming to watch me, and he never did, man. And what's crazy is basketball season rolled around, and I seen him two or three times at my basketball game. Never showed up to my football game, but he watched me on a basketball court, and then he came to one of my track meets, and I asked him, I said, "Dude, why? What's up, man? Why you ain't never come watch me play football? You recruit me for a football player, right?" He said, yeah, I know you can ball. I watch your film. I want to see what you can do in your other sports. I want to see how athletic you are. I want to see how well coached you can be um, with, with other coaching. Um, so so it was really it was really unique. It was really cool. Um, so that's kind of pretty much how that went. 
Okay. And uh, same question for you, uh, Victoria. Um, recruiting process for me, um, I I really mainly just started with making that decision. Did I want to play college ball or not? Um, and once I made that decision, kind of talked to my coaches at the time, um, it was a little difficult because I went through four different head coaches in high school um, for four different years. Um, had a great team, very talented. Um, we would go um, two to three rounds deep in playoffs every year. Um, but we just never really went any further. And um, I think had the structure been there, it would have been a little bit better, but um, we made the best of what we had. We A lot of us played select ball. Um, but like I said, once I finally told my coach that this was, was something that I wanted to do, um, we then started looking at camps. Um, as, I guess um, the recruiting process back then, I, I'm, I sound like I'm old. I'm not that old, but I'm old. Um, um, but the recruiting process back in the 2007, 2008 um, is a lot different than it is now. But um, so we started going to like the camps that the colleges were holding um, anywhere from, you know, San Antonio to UMHB um, to wherever any other colleges were, like just around the area, not too far, just because um, we didn't really, I'll say, I know I picked up with a lot of teams um, because we didn't really, I, I don't know how to say this, but my family wasn't really able to make those type of financial, you know, decisions to say like, hey, let's travel out of state to go visit this college. Um, so we went to a lot of different places. Um, that were just kind of local colleges. And um, once I made that decision, started, like, I guess, like Kevin said, getting getting things together, getting your act together and, and really focusing in on um, working harder and keeping entertained, eating the right things, sleeping and, and things like that. And um, one of the camps that I went to, I know I went to a camp at UMHB um, and like I said, I played outfield, um, I played center field and they had some stud outfielders at the time. And so once I saw them, their coach was like, Hey, yeah, you need to go play somewhere. Um, so she ended up giving a call to, um, Texas Lutheran's coach and, um, they pretty much gave me an offer like right then and there, but. Um, didn't really explore too much. So that's kind of how my story went. <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, if, uh, explain, uh, Victoria, about being, uh, you know, athlete. But first, you got to think about, like, the your academic side. Like, speak on how, to, how did you balance the academic with the athletics in, in college? Okay, I love this question because I'm a teacher now and I try, that's my biggest goal. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so I will say that whenever it comes to academics in college, um, it's definitely a whole, it's a whole job whenever you're, whenever you're in athletics in college. I mean, you're working out four to five hours a day. Um, then you go to your college classes 
and they're not easy. Um, it's very definitely a culture shock um, when once you get there and you realize that you have to do things in order. You have to do them on time. Everything has to, you know, go with the flow or else you're kind of left out and, and things are not going well. Um, but I like I tell my students now, um, you definitely got to stay focused and balancing it is is definitely rough. Um, but you've got to have that discipline to um, be able to to do what you have to do in the classroom in order to play. Um, definitely taking advantage of the tutoring um, and then the study halls that your schools give you. I mean, take advantage of all of those things. Um, I know I have a few students going to college right now, and that's what I tell them the most. Just definitely look into the tutoring, look into that extra time that you get because you have to take advantage of those things. Um, it's, it's not an easy thing, but it's doable. So, um, yeah. All right. Um, so Kevin, I want to ask you this because I, I've done it before. Um, how is it coaching with your spouse? Man, I love it. Honestly, I just told her the other day, um, because we, we both have opportunities to get back into high school coaching together. Um, we've, we, we coached high school together for what, seven years, about seven years, eight years. And, um, we, we actually have the opportunity to do it again. And I told her, I really miss it. Um, and I'm, I'm gonna be honest. We, we, we coaches and teachers sacrifice so much for everyone else. Um, whether it's the parents, whether, um, that we, we kind of, we kind of look up and we haven't really taken care of anything at home. Um, but coaching with, each other, we actually get to see each other every day. We get to eat lunch together. We get to sit down and actually talk together. Um, so it, it was a special being able to um, see her every day at work and, and work through things together, you know, whether it be, um, you know, different situations. Um, we both kind of piggyback off of each other. We learn from each other. Um, and I believe we're a great dynamic duo. Okay. Man, how do y'all balance all of this? You know, coaching high school, coaching youth softball, both teachers. Because I know teachers, uh, y'all have, you know, quite a bit of work, all these, you know, extra meetings and all that. Like, how do y'all y'all balance y'all schedule out? Man, I'm going to say this. Shout <laughs> out to the P3 family and our grandparents, man, because uh, – Without their help, we wouldn't be able to do it. Like our our faith family, fast pitch family is literally a family, man. We we really look at it like that. So, um, you know, taking our kids out, we we know like even if we take them to the ballpark, people gonna take care of them for us. We don't have to worry about um, man who's gonna take care of the kids or who's gonna do this. Like uh, they're gonna be more than welcoming of of making sure that we take care of our business as far as coaching and they help us out with our kids. Um, and, and man, our, our great grandma is, is an amazing woman, man. She, she, uh, she has them uh, two, three times out of the week, man. And um, she gets some fed, she gets some shower for us because we have a one-year-old and a two-year-old man. And Ooh. so uh, it, it's really difficult trying to make sure that they're taken care of and, you know, 
your organization, your business, and mm-hmm. and everything else. You're teaching your classroom, those kids. Uh, it gets to be a lot, but but with the help of you know um, you know father-in-law, mother-in-law, you know great grandparents, and and our softball family, it uh, it definitely makes it go so much smoother. Okay, okay. So um, you know, coaching high school softball, and then you know, coaching the youth softball, like. How much um, of what you teach at the high school level, how much of it do you teach, do y'all teach the youth? I'd say it's about 100% of what we teach at the high school is definitely what we give to our younger girls. Um, We see things. The cool thing about being a high school coach and being able to coach them when they're young is that instead of being reactive to things, we're proactive. So we can see things before they happen. Um, If we see a bad habit, you know, like, oh, I've seen that before in high school. Let's fix it now before they're this old and it continues to happen. Or if we see, um, if we see that maybe the fundamentals aren't quite there in high school, Um, Or what are some common things that we see in high school that aren't really working? We can fix it now and start it now. That way, when they do get there, it's no problem. Um, And, you know, I tell the girls all the time, like, hey, you like either you fix it now and we work on it now or you get to high school when it's too late. Right. Because then your coaches are like, oh, my gosh, I don't even want to deal with this. And so. It's just, I love to do that. And in a lot of what we coach too, outside of softball, just like having that mentality to be able to things, um, any, any type of adversity that they face, like that we notice like, Hey, yeah, our high, our high school kids have problems with this. Like, let's, let's put it in them now and let them know that like, yeah, they can do this. So that way, when they are older, like, hey, we're trained for this. Like, we're built for this. Let's go. Um, so just the situations that they may get in and um, we work them out to to where, you know, they think they can't do it, but then they do it. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I just did that. Um, and that's the same thing we would do at the high school level. Um, and so just a lot of that, a lot of talking to them, keeping them on their mental game and fundamentals that they're going to need later. Um, At this point, um, you know, we can see that anatomically, whenever a high school student, like, and it's great, they can get there, they can make the play. If we see our kid get to a ball and they may not make a play, but they're getting to there. Hey, we're nine and 10 years old. Next year, they'll be getting to that in that throw as hard as they can and it's an out you know so we see the little things like that we celebrate it and it's really cool to to start now and and start that fundamental building blocks right now at the younger age i'm i'm really excited to see where they are you know once they do get to high school so i know one of my one of my biggest things man is not not the the softball piece it's much bigger than that it's really really trying to grow these young ladies to be great women in society one day. Mm-hmm. like what you do 
what you do out here on this softball field goes beyond than just softball. Uh, It's teaching you life lessons through this sport, you know, how to handle adversity, how to deal with with good things, how to deal with bad things, um, because it's going to come. How you deal with your emotions, how you deal with mental game, um, you know, physical, you know, game is, is is good. But but your mental game, making sure that these girls understand tough love, making sure you coach them hard, but but you celebrate um, those small victories as well. And making sure that they take no shortcuts on anything that they do uh, from hustling out of the dugout to hustling back in the dugout, sprinting on the field like a champion. You know, all these little things, man, that that. We, we have organizers, you know, because I'm a football coach. You know, when they set that locker room, man, like in that locker, those, those shoulder pads better be here. Helmet better be here. Cleeks need to be here. And our kids understand that. When they get in that dugout, I want to see your helmets here. I want to see your glove and mask. And and just training those little things of creating great habits um, because I think that's the piece that I feel like sometimes the select world is missing. We, we focus so much on, on oh, we got to play ball, we got to play ball, we got to play ball. But, yeah, man, like, dude, like, it, it's so much more than that because, dude, you can really help this young lady be so great one day if you, you know, forget about, like, oh, man, we got to get this, 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 and this, and this, this in before practice in. And then next thing you know, you you haven't really taught any life lessons. You know, it was just all ball. Um, so uh, we really do a good job. Um, of really focusing on building them athletically, spiritually, academically, physically, you know, uh, emotionally, all the characteristics, you know, because because we know once that once you get in high school, man, you're going to have to deal with a lot of tough situations. So uh, we want to we want to prep them early. And see, like, you know, around at the younger age, man, there's not many coaches that that think like that. They just think I need a win right now so I can post, put this Facebook post up and then whatever happens after that, it is what it is. Right. Like, you know, like a lot of coaches now they starting to get that, you know, I got to develop these kids. Think about development, but you still got that handful of coaches that don't even really know how to develop these little girls into being not just like you said, not softball players, but women as they yeah. as they get older you know so yes, but, sir. i know yeah. one thing that we you know we 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 definitely we everybody loves to win we love to win but, <laughs> but our, our main our main focus is for our girls to just go out and play at a p3 standard play at our p3 standard and i promise you the wins will come we don't have to focus on the wins focus on doing all these little things correctly focusing on your hustle uh because we we tell our girls all the time that is something we cannot coach we cannot coach your, your effort, and right. I shouldn't have to question your effort. So if you plan at this P3 standard, we're going to be fine, and and the the wins will come. And if we don't, how do you handle that situation whenever that negative thing happens? That's what I care about the most. You know, we had a we had a situation uh, last weekend where one of our one of our players um, had an error, and and she dropped her chin, man, and it went down, and that that made me more upset on how she handled that error more than the error. I don't care about the error. I care about how you handle the error, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and I coached her up and next thing you know, she came back and made an important catch for us and threw the ball in, you know, almost made a double play. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's the stuff that we care about. song over mm-hmm. here at P3. 
Right. Yeah. You have to, <laughs> yeah. You, you have to just keep these kids. You got to keep as much as they hear. They hear so much negativity. Right. Mm-hmm. When they get in them cars, you know, as men, <laughs> a lot of parents, when them kids get in the car, they hear it. Some parents don't let them get to the car. But oh, yeah. you know, so, so, so it's just it's, right. I feel like it's our responsibility to make sure they get all the positive vibes while they in our presence. Then before they get to their parents and their parents start ripping them up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. You know, so like you went for you, you know, you're a football, right? You're ahead strengthening and conditioning football. And I'm pretty sure you'd be like pump, pump, because I know how y'all football people are, right? Y'all just be yelling and screaming. You know, right? <laughs> it's definitely the hype man, that's for sure. Hey, I am the team cheerleader, man. Come on. Hey, hey so so how do you, you know, tone it down or how do you do it, you know, for 10, 11 year old girls. You know, I'm going to be honest, man. I, he doesn't. I don't. Down. I don't, man. <laughs> and, and I think they love it, though. They feed off of my energy. I always tell the girls, match my energy, man. If you match my energy, we're good. Match my energy. Like, I'm going to stay fired up, dude. I'm, I'm saying chance. I'm their bigger cheerleader. But I'm also going to be right there if they're doing something wrong, too. You know, so I think they 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 understand Coach Kasi is 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 different, man. Look, when we first when I first started helping my wife do this thing, I would always say, oh, we need the best 11 people out on the field. <laughs> and they would say, Coach, there's only nine. softball." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, snap. I forgot. I got in that football mindset, you know, mm-hmm. but. But, man, I, I've been an elementary PE teacher for a couple of years at different places. So I really work so well with getting down to their level, but keeping my keeping my same like, OK, we, we got to get these things done. But but making it fun for the girls, you know, what I mean, like I think I got a fanny pack, man, that I rock with candy in it. You know, we got we got a celebration chain. We got the we got the rally hats and. Man, we, we get live, we get crunk, and, and all of it just kind of revolves around what we do in, in football, man. I don't – I'm the same old person, man. You're going to get – you're going to – the guys are going to get me at high school, the same coaches coaching these little girls, you know. But I think they, they understand, like, at this point, like, we've set that most important thing is setting the foundation and making them understand that, look, I I, I love you and I care for you, and I, I'm coaching you beyond this yellow ball. Like I'm gonna, I'm, 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 I'm loud and I'm energetic because, because that's just who I am. And you're gonna meet another coach like me, and I want you to be prepared for that. You know, because sometimes, you know, and early on, you know, you have girls like, oh, coach is so mad at me, you know, and I'm like, no, I'm not mad at you, baby. I'm just loud, you know. Yeah. And, 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 and now they understand, you know, like when I start talking, when any coach talk, all the girls got eyes on, you know, and they're not getting distracted um, because we set that foundation. So me, me setting that tone that, that I'm going to be, you know, we're jumping up and down, we're chest bumping, you know, I don't really jump, they jump, (laughs) but, but we're, we're, we're having fun. We're, we're energetic. We're live, man. And, and our parents love it, you know, they're the same way. And so, you know, I think, I think I can, really call myself the team cheerleader man so they <laughs> they feed off of me if i ain't going they ain't going man <laughs> uh, i hear that hey victoria so you know you know softball is is a game of of failures and 
coaching the younger girls, I know it's, it's hard to keep the energy up when they, as he said, making these errors. And especially if they, they make them like in a row, right? So how do you, what, what's the advice that you give to the girls, high school and youth to, to make them, you know, say, forget that error, let's move on. Like in, in your words, like how do you, what influence do you give them? So we always talk about how, um, really we got a couple of sayings. Um, I, I always tell them, you know, your performance doesn't define who you are as a person. And so, you know, if, if you're messing up out there, that doesn't mean you're just a terrible person. Um, you know, it's, it's an off day. We all have our bad days. Um, and then we actually took something from OU, which is, uh, I know my daughter's favorite right now. I say right now, cause who knows she's changed it about twice in the past two years, but, <laughs> um, but they always say how you do anything is how you do everything. Um, and so if we're going to hang our heads over things, um, you know, then, then that just shows that we're unmotivated, right? Um, if we make a mistake and we kind of just own up to it and we keep going and we keep working to get it back, um, then that's, that's our, that's the type of person we are. Like we want to keep on going, keep on moving and really show everybody like, Hey, you know, that was whatever, like I'm going to keep going and, and earn it back. Um, yes. With, with uh softball right now the younger girls um we give them a we give them a few shots you know if it's just an off day hey let's go we'll you can come talk to me and and we'll figure things out and then in between our tournaments or in, in between our games like hey we're working on that same exact thing that maybe you weren't so confident with and we'll work it work it work it until you're confident again and then we'll get back out there and nine times out of 10, they're out there and they're doing it right. And it's back to where it needs. And sometimes it's just lack of confidence that, that happens with the younger girls, even the older ones. Um, if they go out there defeated, you, you know how that goes. I mean, it's just sports in general. If you walk out on a field and you feel like you're defeated in your mind, then, then that's where the game is going. And so just always trying to like, like coach Cossie, coach man Cossie was saying earlier, um, you know, we've always got to work that mental part of the game into it and keep them going that way. So we so. We, we have a saying, man, again, football coach, uh, E plus R equals O. And we have we have really engraved this into our our, our little girls heads is that there's always an event. It's going to happen. <laughs> right. Whether it's positive or it's negative, there's always going to be an event in your life. How you respond. That's your R E plus R your response all right, it's going to always equal your outcome, right? So you making those errors and then you respond in a negative way. You start pouting, you start feeling sorry for yourself. Those errors are going to continue to happen, right? So you make those errors and you respond in a, in a positive way and you say, you know what? My coaches have built me for this moment. Forget about it on to the next play. Yeah. And, and it may happen again, but you keep attacking that with that same mindset of, hey, Chin up, I got this next one, next rep, next rep. And 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 we really engrave these things, man. When I say we're building culture, we're building culture. Like, we don't really uh, – we got a few girls, you know, 
Harvard, which it is what it is. Even at the high school, everybody different, right? You don't, you got some girls who, who grasp things faster and you got some girls who don't, right? And you keep attacking it though. You keep attacking it. And, um, and so we really engraved that E plus R equals O mindset that things don't happen your way. How you respond is going to be your outcome. So really, you know, letting them know and coaches kind of reiterate, like pick your chin up, let's go next play. And if they're struggling a lot like that, depending on if it's a pool game or a bracket game, pool game, man, we, we, <laughs> We'll let them struggle, bro. Like that's what we do. You know what I mean? Like let them let them handle this adversity. Let them struggle. Don't move them around. Um, but if it's if it's games on the line and 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 this game is win all, be all, whatever. All right, we got to move some people around after they, you know, two three years. Okay, let's move somebody around. Next person up mentality, right? And right. how how do you respond to that when you got to get moved around because you made a few errors? Are you gonna pout? You gonna cry? Or are you gonna Chin up, I still got to go make a play over here. Or I got to go get in the dugout and I got to be the biggest cheerleader now, right? So, you know, like she always says, man, she always said how you do anything is how you do everything, you know? So we really just building that mental game when it comes to the to the errors. Mm-hmm. So I have I have a question. Who who does the, the pitching changes? Which one? I do. Okay, Victoria. So... Mm-hmm. If a pitcher is is struggling and it's time, you know, it's okay, you tried it out, didn't work out, what is the talk you give the pitcher? Because you know, at this, oh, you're taking me out, I done done bad, I can't do it. You know, that's like, it's going through the head. So what talk do you give them to let them know, hey, it's okay, you know, like on to the next? Well, I tell them, I mean, we we reiterate this all the time. And in my talk with the pitchers before the tournaments, before the games, during the games, like, hey, it's not going to take one of you. It's going to take all of you. I'm like, I, I always tell them, I don't know when I'm going to need you, but I'm going to need you. And no, you're you need to be ready at all times, like mentally. Right. And I do that because, yes, we, we are 10 you and they're young. Um, you know, you're playing games back to back to back. And at any given point of these games, you know, one of them can get tired or, you know, maybe they're not throwing the same as they were throwing at eight o'clock this morning, you know? And so I tell them all the time, look, it's, it's going to take all of you, not just one of you. And I trust all of you just the same as I trust either one of you alone. And so when that time comes and I do have to make the pitching change, um, I just, you know, I'm like, Hey, you know, no biggie. You're doing a great job. I'm like, you know, they're just, they're seeing the ball now. They've seen you a few times. Like, let's, let's see if we can work something else, but I still need you out here on the field or I still need you ready to come back in. I'm going to need you somewhere, um, whether it be batting or something. And so just definitely working with them on, you know, keep your head up and let's, let's keep going. And like I say all the time, I tell them, like I, like I just said earlier, it's not going to take one of you. It's going to take more than one of you, you know. And so they understand that. And it's never really like they're never really pouting or crying about it because they they get it. And, you know, most changes happen and we need to do that. Uh, sometimes we, I, I will say the last championship that we won 
I think in that championship game alone, I think I've changed pitchers three times because I was like, well, that one's not working. That one's not working. (laughs) And then so I even went back to the first pitcher that I just took out, you know, Mm -hmm. and so um, and, you know, it may be okay. maybe you need to come over here and warm up again or something, you know, and so they understand it and they understand that whenever they work together, that we can make good things happen. So. Okay. Um, how, how important is it for the, you know, I know a lot of kids don't think nutrition and being healthy and stuff as my kids don't think that it's very important at this age. So like how, how important is it, you know, to start at a young age so you'll be ready for it once you get, to college i think it's just healthy the earth better to build those healthy habits now um i will say that even our own kind of slack on on their taste choices um and what they want to do but reiterate and we're we tell her look you these are some things that you need and this is what we have to do we definitely stay on the hydration thing like big um our own don't even drink soda or things like that i don't think she's ever had soda but i know one thing we do as far as our team you know (laughs) on tournament days is we have again and we have some amazing families shout out to them uh but they they stay up the night before man and they're cutting up and peeling all kind of fruit so we have plenty of fruits Uh, for the girls we have a team cooler that we keep a lot of water in and um and um, we keep some some zero calorie Gatorades in, mm-hmm. um, but we we make sure we we get them some cold little sandwiches and stuff. And and man, we we make sure they they are getting fueled properly to be able to last those tournaments, right? And try to make those those healthy choices there turn into healthy choices when they leave. Um, you know that's not always the case, but but getting them to understand that you know like. Even not just nutrition, but everything like getting the proper rest, right? Proper proper rest that matters as well. You know, like even you know, hey, giving them weekly things. Hey, this week you're gonna focus on drinking a lot of water, your water intake. This week you're gonna focus on eating some more veggies, right? This week you're gonna focus on getting proper sleep. This week you're gonna focus on, um, you know, screen time or how much time you spending on the on the on the iPad just creating those great habits now so that it it gets instilled into them. So later it makes it so much easier, right. To understand that, Oh, this is why my coach was on my butt. I can't be, I can't be just chowing down on all, you know, candies and and sweets and sugar and, and not getting a lot of rest and drinking all these, you know, sugary drinks. And because it's going to affect you, it will affect you. Maybe you won't see it now because you're so young, but later on, you will see. Trust me, I've seen it. I've seen a difference between my body sports and now. <laughs> and so um, just kind of reiterating that to those girls and so that they can understand the, the importance behind nutrition. Okay. Okay. And talk about being like a head and of the strength and conditioning, being a head coach, like the strength and conditioning coach. Man, I, I really take pride into building athletes. Like I love being able to shape and mold human beings, you know, and, and more or less the little ones, because now they haven't, they don't know they're so raw and they don't know how to function their bodies. Right. So being able to, to 
mold and shape a a young lady, a young man, dude, I take so much pride in it. And right now I, um, you know, my team, our team is getting, our team is getting um, speed agility trained pretty much twice a week. Um, one, it's, it's a big focus. Um, Coach Kasi, she knows, man, look, I, you know, I warm up extreme. Um, it takes about 15 minutes to get our warm up in and she'll be looking over at me like you done yet. And I'm like, no, you know, um, and so, and when we start working out, man, I, we we take into not overlooking the little things, you know, when it comes to um, proper weight, where's your weight at, where's your transition, you know, proper, you know, technique and mechanics, just like you would in a softball, you know, I do the same thing when it comes to building this little athlete, you know, without the ball, and so, Man, I, I love it. I enjoy it. And I put my kids into a lot of different bad situations um, just so that <laughs> and they hate it, too. Um, but it's OK. And I tell them, dude, we're, we're only building your armor. I tell them all the time. I Yeah, I get little cliche things. Right. We tell them, dude, you're, you're building, you know, iron, who is Iron Man without 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 that suit? It's just Tony Stark. He's a genius. He's smart. Right. He's rich. He's an intelligent guy, and that's who you are. You are smart. You're 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 strong. You know you're kind. Uh, you're intelligent. You're brave. But with that suit on, oh my gosh, that armor right here. This is what you're building, right? That dude can he he think he can do everything and anything with that armor on, you know. And and so he he going to war, right? And so we're right here. We're building this armor right now so that we can add onto. Right. Your kindness, your sweetness, like this is what's going to be able to last you into that championship Sunday game because you lost one. And now you have to play an extra two, three games to work yourself back up. That's why we're building this stuff now so that you can you can have that armor when you go to war. And so, man, I I, I love it. Um, my parents love it. Uh, our coaches, they know like we have to do it. It's a must. Just like they gotta play softball, they gotta lift these weights today. You know, <laughs> they gotta get this. Um, they gotta get today. And one little unique thing that we always do is we do these little perfect tens. And you know, I'm you know I'm giving them. You know, coach is saying go, but I'm saying go, so they have to really lock in onto coach. And I think it helps with our base running as well. You know, everything is so chaotic. They got to lock in on coach. Don't get distracted by parents and, and by parents, <laughs> um, by other by right. anybody. Um, and so they have to do perfect tens before we go, man. And and my team has not been able to do perfect tens yet. And that's OK. And, and, and to get them all done in 10 times, you know, we've had to we've had to do a little bit more than that um, because they get they get sidetracked. But 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 that's the part that I enjoy, man, just kind of building, building them all the way around not just softball players but a total athlete mm -hmm. and um victoria like speak on the importance of being uh you know the head softball coach and and also having a good coaching staff oh i love our i love our staff um being head i, I again I, I definitely like the things that we can instill as being part of like experienced um coaches as far as the high school and just the I do kind of address this and I'm I'm not someone that I like I'm definitely not a bragger or anything ever um but I do talk to my husband all the time about the sometimes you see a different level of like 
professionalism and like ways to handle things um, just that we've been through on the high school level um, that, you know, not a lot of select team coaches have seen or necessarily do just because they haven't really been through that. Um, and so another thing that I say too, you know, human emotion travels faster than light. And so sometimes when people get upset, it's a quick reaction and just knowing how to handle those things. Um, just because like, this is my profession, like this is what I do, um, at the high school level and, you know, tenure now. Um, but I think it's definitely a benefit. And then just being able to talk to my coaches about it um, and and just kind of really um, seeing the things that we need to work. I do have two – we have two other coaches on our staff right now that are um, older than 50. And so that's what I like. I love me some experience coaching. Um, there's You can't reinvent the wheel, right? But it does get better. <laughs> and so um, – just being able to have their experience and, you know, their knowledge and everything, and then just kind of intertwine it with Coach Mancosi and my type of philosophy and what we've seen and done lately, like, it is just an awesome thing. And I think that, you know, the things that we're getting, the things that we're doing is, is awesome. And um, I think it's just going to keep going up from here. So. And and I'll speak on that real quick, man. I think she does a great job at at not only you know accepting the head coach role, but really mm -hmm. like getting in the trenches with everybody else. You know, like you know, there's been times where she's she's told um, her other coaches, "Hey, y'all go out there and get on you know first and third base. I'm gonna sit in the dugout and just assess things. I want to watch and see you know what y'all see from here." is going well and smooth um and so and we we have um two other coaches um that that help coach the team but man honestly this is something that a lot of people will really kind of shy away from that we have amazing parents that we love for them to come out and help out as well mm -hmm. yes we know that there's a fine line um between that but again in order for our team to get where it needs to be we got some we got some parents that's been in this game for a long time and has been coaching their daughters, right, for a long time and has been um, coaching other teams for a long time. They come out and they help, you know, and we ask them, hey, come out and help. And so and we we always promote that. Like, look, parents, this is not your typical like, oh, you drop your kid off and you can't even come into the facility and watch what they're doing. We want you to hear what we talk to them about so that you can take it and you can reiterate it at home and you can work on these things at home. So we want you there. We want you at practice. We want you involved because if your daughter sees that me and you are on the same page, she has to buy in. She can't go complaining to mom and daddy that Coach Kasi is doing this and Coach Kasi said this and Coach Kasi, yeah, she's probably like, because I saw what you were doing. You know, uh, so, yeah, so, man, we really, we really, uh, we, man, we got, we got our families out there, man, and they, they help us, and, and, man, we, we, man, at our batting facility, um, is going, man, we're able to get into small groups, which require, which actually help us get more reps in that way, mm -hmm. so all of our girls getting, you know, a few rotation in, they get more reps and more reps and more reps, because we know that's key, 
right? The more reps you get, quality reps anyway, quality reps you get, the better it's going to be. So if we can have a coach set up a station, right, and, and they're doing a great job at coaching that station, we could only get better from that. Um, so we, we do have a few parents that actually help out, man. And so we, we that and we thank them for that. And the only way we're going to get to where we're trying to get, which is this national team level. Especially at this young age, you know, they need a lot of eyes because the minute coach isn't looking, they oh, yeah. may be <laughs> doing something wrong and they need to be, they need to be corrected. And so don't let them slack off. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's, that's one thing. These little girls, they try, they be looking at y'all in the corner. They, I tell, I tell you, <laughs> hey, I tell hey, don't try that because coach tried everything that y'all trying. I got so I'm two things from each one of you that needs to be improved in the select softball world. Um, I'll start, and I think we may have some of the same things, but even though I don't know what he's going to talk about yet, <laughs> um, I really think that, um, as far as like improvements, the whole reason for me wanting to even start coaching the younger ones is because um, you guys know I have, we have a daughter of our own. Mm-hmm. Um, she is pretty young. She started playing 10U at seven years old and uh, hung in there, even got her a little starting spot and, you know, just kind of thinking like, oh, we need to go to a team that is her age group. And we end up doing that. And we weren't given the opportunities that we should have just because it seemed like it was more so um, based off of who was who talent level or, you know, skill level. Um, And so coach Cossie and I were never once to complain. We're coaches, of course, we hate when people complain. And so we're just, we just said, hey, little girl, you know, baby, you you just got to outwork everybody and make the coaches have to put you out there. Like if you do what you got to do and you are making a show, they're Mm going to have no choice but to put you on the field. That's what happened with, with our daughter. And I just, sometimes that's kind of overlooked um, in select nowadays is that you know, there's so much, um, so many different teams that are created for some reasons that, you know, what are we really trying to do here? Are we here for kids and, and making them into great athletes and looking for their future, actually? Or are we here just for the time being because my kid just wants to play softball? Um, and so I think there's some teams out there that are just, you know, hey, we're just here to be here. But then there's some that are actually developed. And I think that that's thing. I feel that there are more teams now, um, honestly, that are are kind of on our page. And I feel like there's being a shift right now in that select world. Um, just from the past few months, whenever we've gotten rained out, we've been able to collaborate with a few other teams and just talking to the other coaches. They're just like, hey, we just want what's best for, best for these kids. You know, like, I don't care where we're playing or who we're playing. Making a five-hour long practice where we're just going to work, let these kids work. And we're all 
Um, because at the end of the day, all this uh, little, you know, these little rings and these little tournaments, they don't matter. Um, what matters is the end product. And that's whenever they're older, what type of they, what kind of students are they friends and, and then athletes is, is definitely what comes last. But if they want to be a collegiate athlete, then, Hey, did we, did we set them up in that path? And so that's what we're really looking for. Um, I guess I kind of mixed everything into one thing. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll answer, I'll there answer my two. Um, first one is I really not at our level, not at the tenure level, but this is my, what I've only been in the select world um, for since last August, we, we started our team last August. And since, and before that, all you, cause my daughter's been playing select ball for a long time. All you hear about from head coaches, mainly upper level coaches is, oh, the high school coaches are talking about. Mm -hmm. High school coaches say, oh, well, the select coaches don't know what they're talking about, right? So you have this disconnect from select coach to high school coach. And even sometimes a trainer, right? The trainer may be teaching them something different than their select coach or their high school coach, man. So you, you just, this little athlete, right? that's really just trying to play ball at a high level is getting, you know, just all this different, you know, negativity because it on one page really. And so it really, it really starting to really, I really see a big shift in, you know, there's a big, huge gap between high school coach and select coach and they don't really get along. It's like, we want them doing this and we want them doing that. And, and I would love for that to, I would love for someone or somehow bridge that gap so that you can really dial into these athletes and help them, right? Communicate more. Yeah. Coaches and high school coaches hit each other up. Hey, how did she do this weekend? You know, mm -hmm. oh, she struggled with this, this, and this. Okay. So as a high school coach, okay, I appreciate that. We can work on this. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like whatever the case may be. Select coaches, hit up your high school coach, you know, and just and see like, hey, how can we help your athletes do better? Like, what what do you see that's going on? At, like, just communicate better so that again, it all comes back to sure we can develop this athlete, you know, um, because I see there's a right there. Second one is um, really not really um, coaches or anything, but you you asked a question as far as select ball. Um, parents to me, not parents as far as disrespect and all that because we got a great group man we 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 don't have any problems with our parents mm -hmm. but but parents please stop jumping ship the moment your daughters have adversity if mm -hmm. you feel that oh well my daughter's not getting to play here and play here and she's not getting the same opportunities well, I mean, sometimes she's not getting those opportunities because she's limited what she can do because she's just not as good as other people. Yeah. And that's okay. Just go to work. You know, go to work. Don't just jump ship because select or man, there's so many 10 U teams in this Austin area. It's so watered down that this little girl may not be very good for this team, but she can jump ship and go to this other team and be a superstar because that team is just so bad. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so it, 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 they're so quick to just jump ship whenever things aren't going their way. And another thing, parents, sometimes your kid 
is okay with that. You're the one, the parent is more upset and embarrassed, I feel. Yeah. They're yeah. more upset and embarrassed that their kid is sitting in the dugout. Their kid is still having fun. They're enjoying They're cheering for their sisters. They're having a good time. You know what I mean? Like, they're mm. good. They're good. But it's the parents to me that I feel like they just, they get so embarrassed. Like, oh, my kid's not playing. They sitting in the dugout and I'm paying my money, right? Hey, mm. this you don't pay to play. You earn that. You earn the yeah. play. Right? Yeah, you yeah. pay to be a part of this team and this organization. But you got to earn to get on this field. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You got to earn that. And so I just feel like, you know, parents got to just stop jumping ship the moment your daughter has to deal with some adversity. Now, again, I get it. I get it. I get it. There's a there's a certain time and adversity that will cause you to leave a, a place. Right. And I get that. I respect that. But just because of, you know, you feel that she should be playing over little Sally and and little Sally is really good and she just made one error and you're upset that she made one error, but she also had six outs previous doesn't mean that, you know, (laughs) your little daughter, Amy should be on the field. You know what I mean? Like, and, and really just parents just need to understand that in a select world, man, is stop jumping ship. Let them deal with some adversity. Let them go through it. It's okay. You know what I mean? It's only going to make them better humans because you start that now, guess what? They're going to always do it. The, the, in, in life, right? It's fourth quarter is real, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it, but like, it, and and I like that you said that, right? Because there was the other day I was on the phone with somebody, and and that was the main thing we was talking about, right? It's like you, the kids don't see what the parents see because, like you said, the kids is in the dugout, they having fun, they still running out, they giving their players high five. Now, if the kid wasn't happy, then then okay. But a lot of parents just they do it, and it has nothing to do with the kids because a lot of these parents they're they're living through their kids' talent these days. Yes, sir. I agree, man. I I totally agree. But those are my two things. Those are my biggest thing. Both coaches need to communicate more. And parents need to just let their kids go through some adversity, man. Now I get it if a if a coach is just dogging your kid and just oh yeah, yeah, I understand that. But if if everything is good except for your kid is sitting in a dugout, somebody kid got to sit in a dugout. Somebody, you know what I mean? Like, okay. Mm -hmm. Hey, so um, you know we we we've been talking about a lot of you know good things. So as being married, there's there's some disadvantages by you um kevin so <laughs> what what are the, what are some of those disadvantages that you have like you know you, you're a man and women win a lot of arguments oh so, trust me so, so, so what's what's one thing that you had to had to change by the way you coach if there's any once you started coaching Man. with your wife I, i'll say this so and I'm I'm a you know I'm a pretty straightforward guy, so I'm gonna give you a situation because this situation just happened the other day. And we, mm-hmm. I think this is important. I think we should bring it. Up. <laughs> he knows he shouldn't be bringing this up though. <laughs> so that was a that was a situation in the game. Watch Again, out. I'm, I'm watching that. <laughs> that was a situation in the game, and man, I'm very passionate when it comes to competing man i love to i love competition i love to compete and just like we want our girls 
to be locked in, I feel like our coaches should be locked in too, you know? And so um, I felt that um, my, my own, my own wife, coach Kasi was not on her A game, you know? And, and, and I called her out on it, but I didn't just call her out. I went out on the field and, and kind of like got into her a little bit. And she looked at me and she said, I'm out of here. How about you do this? <laughs> she said, if you if you think you can do it better, you bring your butt out here. She walked off the you got it, you got it. I said, no, babe, please, you go, go, go. <laughs> I said, you got it. So just, man, I just got to be more, I guess, I should have handled that situation better. I know that as a human, as, as her husband, um, because again, you know, if, if, if she felt that way, I can only imagine somebody else viewed it that way. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but, but we are coaches too. You know, we got our coaches hats and then when we go home, we got to take off our coaches hats. Now we're husband and wife and we're parents, you know? And so moment, man, I had my coaches hat on and I was, I was pretty mad because I felt like she wasn't on her A game, man. And it was a crucial moment. And she just made me understand, like, no, that wasn't it at all. You know, this is what really happened. And I didn't see it that way because, you know, I'm 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 kind of fresh being a softball coach. I develop athletes. I feel athletes. Right. So I'm still learning the game. And she really had to explain it to me and, and made me view it in a different way. And I had to apologize. But uh, we, we have our ups and um, you know, but I like I said before, we we feed off of each other. Um, some things I view it differently. And so sometimes she's like, OK, haven't really looked at it like that. And sometimes she 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 come up with things and I'm like, OK, cool. I so um, we 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 struggle, but um, we we just like everything, man, it's tough love. She know it. Um, and we and at the end of the day, like this is just a game. This ain't going to ruin our whole relationship and what we built you know so yeah. um we we have fun it, um but we sometimes we we try to step away from it and just be husband and wife too you know and, and parents and and love each other in that aspect yeah yeah because you know me, me and my wife we used to coach basketball together and so that's why you know always i ask that question because i know it's it's always you know one thing and it's the man we always we we jump ship quick and mm-hmm. <laughs> have, oh, to yeah. be, have to be put in our place yeah. but another thing is 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 like um being a man is like crap you got to realize too like it's little girls right you yeah. got to oh, watch yeah. hey is a difference from coaching boys and then coaching girls especially mm-hmm. you you know you go from high school boys where you can almost tell them any kind of stuff you know and yes, then sir. go to some little girls so no, and, I, and I always try to watch. I watch what I say and I watch what I do yeah. because I do want our little girls to understand. Like, look, one day you're gonna you're gonna be in a relationship, and and so I want them to see how I treat Coach Kasi, and I want them to see how I love on her and I care about. They they understand that. Like, man, this is what love is, you know. And try to reiterate those things, and it's okay, you know. We yeah, we we've kind of and and well. We really haven't really got into it in front of the kids. We we respect that, but um, just man, sometimes I gotta walk away a lot. I gotta walk away a lot. He's <laughs> <laughs> <You say> a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> I hold my tongue while she while she yapping at me. I keep my tongue just bit, mm-hmm. and um, when she's done, I'm like, all right, let's keep it rolling. 
<laughs> but when she leaves, you'll be talking again. Yeah, she like Debo, huh? She's like Debo, man. Yeah. Hey, so hey, um, speak about like um speed and agility, like speed and agility drills. Like, how often do you think these younger kids should should do them like per week, like a week? How many days like should you think that y'all think that they should do speed and agility drills? Man, I think I think at least two times a week. Um, for you to be successful into anything. You got to train like an animal, which is repetition, repetition, repetition. Right. So um, at least two times a week. Um, and and man, that that's just minimal. Um, but you can do things at home man. you'll be shocked on what you can do at home to help you increase your speed. To increase your strength, increase your power, your explosiveness, um, little things like that. It don't take a whole you know, man, I got to go find me a speed agility coach to train me. Man, there's <laughs> things that you can just do at the crib. I've seen you working out your daughter at the crib. You know, oh, just yeah. Foot ladder stuff. Mm. You, you know, just a little bit of here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there. My, my, my daughter does push-ups every night, you know, just to get stronger, you know. Um, but um, I, I say minimum two days a week. Um, and But, you know, I know our kids get it twice a week and then – I have, um, you know, some some of our some of our athletes come to uh, my lessons that I have, um, which they don't pay for. And they come get some speed agility training then. So they're getting it three days a week. Um, so, um, man, it's all about just, you know, finding finding little things here and there to get it in so that you can continue to be better as an athlete. But at least when it comes to strength and speed agility training. Okay. Um and uh Victoria, um I know here I think that softball they go like they don't I don't know if they play like regular season, they go straight into district. Do y'all do the same? For oh yes, there there is a preseason first and then there high school. Okay. High school. You go through season right. then district. And then district. Right. Okay. I yeah. think here I think they just play straight district games in here in San Antonio. I don't think they do the preseason. So so going into your season and then as y'all get getting closer to the playoffs, um how how do do when y'all um when when as in the uh, the seniors that you have like um what's um what's the talk that you give them through their recruiting process? Um pass past couple of years haven't had um many going uh, a smaller school but in the past whenever I did have the seniors that you know were in that recruiting process and going um basically just go somewhere yeah definitely be involved with their academics uh, make sure that they're doing the right things but I definitely like to give them the advice of go somewhere where you're needed, go somewhere where you're wanted. Um, not necessarily picking your school, just um, but picking your school where you're going to be valued and where you're going to be a part of something great. Do they hold the same values as you? Um, how do they work with their team and their, their team academics? Um, what is their routine? What do their practices look like? How do you fit into this team, not only as a player, but as a person in general? To know the players definitely helps them whenever picking things. Um, 
because it, it is a big decision, you know, and and sometimes they may get it wrong the first time and then they got to go somewhere else. And so um, but definitely the biggest thing that both Coach Cossie and I like to talk to them about is just go somewhere where you're valued and and where you're going to definitely um, can where you, you as a person, you're going to do great. Can you um, right. tell Torres' story really quick, briefly? Um, so, yeah, um, actually, we just watched her on TV today. <laughs> um, so I had a, a student, a student athlete who um, was recruited very young, actually, out of eighth grade, back when it was able to happen. Mm -hmm. um, which they just made that rule where they couldn't do it when? How many years ago? Just a couple years ago. Um, but yeah, so she got to recruited to A&M very young, uh, committed there. And so she went there for a couple of years. Um, and then just this past year, she entered the portal and went to McNeese State, um, battled through an, an injury also, I forgot to say. But um, now she's at McNeese State and she basically, I was like, hey, what what is your reason for going over there? She goes, well, coach, you know, like, um, they value me. Like, I'm going to be, instead of being a girl on the team, I will be one of the girls on the team. Mm -hmm. And that basically means, like, I'm going to be one of the, the girls that's doing the most, you know? And um, she said, I love what they do. She's like, our whole team goes to FCA together, uh, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Um, we do that all the time. Um, the girls get along with me. They hold the same values. You know, um, they take what's very cool. Um, she actually came and worked a camp with us over December. Um, and she came and told us like, you know, what is so crazy is that the stuff that you guys are doing with your tenure group, we're doing in college. Mm. And she said, this is great stuff. And so she would, she actually helped us like tweak a couple of things that are speed agility to make it more so softball geared. And so we worked speed agility and softball at the same time. And she said, you know, like this is the first school that I really got this kind of training. So she it's great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She was like, they weren't as concerned in our like strength. our athleticism yeah. and strength as they were softball. And she's like, here, our athleticism and strength mean something. And man, we watched them today, zero zero ball game in the eighth inning off of seven hits. The other team hit seven balls and they kept them scoring nothing because they were just freaking athletic, athletic out there making <laughs> plays and they lead the actually they lead the nation I think in double plays is what I was listening to right now, and like man like it's so crazy that just the way that they train and and so she she also all conference um, all conference team and so it's really awesome to see that and she's like man I'm so glad I chose to come here and and be somewhere where I'm valued and now I'm able to do what I want to do and and. You know, she's it's God's plan, and so she's very happy about it. It's pretty cool. So I told her to share that story because Monty works with a lot of our. Every summer she comes back and work with our team. You know, my my okay. daughter that's my daughter's favorite athlete, like of all time. She loves her Samadhi. 
So Mari, Mari does, she's big in the community. She comes back and she'll, she'll be with our girls helping with training and coming out to practices and stuff. And, and man, before she, before she decided to leave AM, she felt like a failure because she wasn't at AM. You know, she was like, man, I'm going from AM to McNeese. Like, uh, you know, but, but ultimately she says she really had to think about like, it's not the name of the school. It's, it's, yeah. It's surrounding yourself where you feel valued, like Coach Kasi kept saying, is that, you know, and once she got that in her head that I don't care that I'm not playing for AM, you know, AM is just a name. I want to be able to play for somebody who wants me there. And I'm not just another girl on the team. And they care about my character. They care about uh, building relationships. So, uh, man, and, and I think that's as far as all recruits, man, from softball to football it don't really matter man go somewhere where you're going to play where you're going to be valued because it doesn't matter you can go to you can go to alabama right now and ride the pond and still be the same athlete that you came in as you know right. what i mean so, um it's all about making sure that you set yourself up for success um and, and you you take care of your business um, and and honestly don't even chase the coach because the coach can leave at any moment hmm. you know you got to be able to like the the atmosphere. You got to be able to like the town you're in. You got to be able to like the girls you're around. You know what I mean? You got to be able to like that. Not just the athletic part, but the academic part. Like, you got to be able to like the school you're at because, again, a coach can leave. You know what I mean? Um, you know, the, the 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 culture could change. You know what I mean? Even the culture, like, oh, I, I really enjoy the culture here. Was well, the culture from the coach or is the culture from the, the girls that's in the program? You know what I mean? That's a big question to ask because, uh, you know, it's just it, – it's man, the older they get, the more they understand, and you can just really chop it up with them and let them know, like, look, you're talking about being at a place for four years, so you really got to like what you what you, what you you get yourself into. So, Okay. Hey, um, so what what um, gave y'all the idea to, you know, to, to start your own uh, speed and agility stuff? So man, COVID hit. I've I've always I've always worked with my kids ever since. Man, I my daughter and my oldest son they always trip out on me. But at four years old, man, we start we start little footwork. We start really building the body, right? Really learning gross motor skills. You know what I mean? Like getting them to learn their body. So um, I've always trained them at a at a young age, and and COVID had hit. And and so I started really taking my own kids out into the park um, and training them in the park, really getting them out of the house um, and training them in the park. And next thing you know, a couple of coaches, uh, friends of mine, they were like, hey, can my kids join? Can my kids join? Next thing you know, I had about, you know, about 12 to 15 kids out there, man. And they're all, you know, six feet apart. They're all on their own cones and we're just working, man, really being a PE coach, we called it PE in the park. Um, and so uh, we did, we did PE in the park and, and we, we made it fun. They enjoyed it. And a lot of parents was like, all right, you're going to be out here tomorrow. You're going to be out here next week. And it just became a thing. And next thing you know, a lot of the parents was like, Hey, Kevin, we really think you should do this. Like you should, you should do this for a living. And so I really tried to, um, I really tried to do it. Uh, coaching high school and 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 doing the speed agility training and it just didn't work out that way so coach Kashi and I 
uh, woman, Kasi and I, we just started really focusing on the P3 training. So we both got out of high school coaching um, and we now we still teach. Um, and we just started focusing on P3 and building the fasty performance business. And we got a really awesome family there as well. We got great clients, great families, great parents. Um, and we've seen, we've seen, we've seen it, man. We've molded some great athletes and, um, and they're able to do some really good things for their high school programs, for their college programs, um, for their, you know, select programs, their AU programs and everything. And so, um, really it all got started from COVID, man, just going out and having pee in the park. And my father-in-law was like, man, look, you, you from Pflugerville, this is a Pflugerville thing. And he came up with a cool little name, uh, fast feet performance, everything spelled with a P PF is a little Pflugerville thing. Um, so, um, we went with it, man. And we, we created an LLC and my wife is the owner. Hence that, right. She's the owner and I'm her, employee. <laughs> uh, but she's the owner. And I work for her and uh, we, we, we all, all we want to do, man, is is build a a championship mindset community that's just going to go out there and give 100 percent, man, physically, mentally, spiritually, like and just really just be a dog at all levels, not just with your sports, but all levels. Mm-hmm. So, um, Victoria, um. What's some good advice you would give an incoming freshman? Or a matter of fact, what for a senior going before they start their freshman year into college? Um, I I think just kind of reiterating what we talked about earlier, just definitely take care of, of what matters the most. And that's, you know, your academics and and getting your your grades right. Because at the end of the day, um you know, softball, softball is a game and we learn a lot of our life lessons from it. We love it. And, um, at the end of the day, what's, what's going to get you further is, is your academics and definitely just make sure they focus in on that. And also throwing in what we just kind of talked about, just love what you do, um, no matter where you're at, um, whether you decide to play softball or not, once you're in, once you're in college, you know, I've had girls that that went to college and didn't necessarily make it all the way through with their with their college softball athletic career. And and it's OK. Just know that, hey, you know, look at what you've done. There's only less than what, three percent or something like that that make it to NCAA sports, period. Mm-hmm. You've accomplished something big. And so. um just letting them know that and, and also knowing like, hey, it's not over. You can still come and help girls that aspire to be what you are and and do what you did and have an awesome career like you did. Like it's it's not over and it's OK. And at the end of the day, what what makes us more, most proud as coaches and people or is a, the person that you are becoming, the young woman that you're becoming and and, you know, are you, are you a productive member in society? You know, like those are the things we care about. Not, not necessarily how far you make it in sports. Yes. It's awesome. And it's fun to watch and it's great. Mm. And, you know, we also care about the the person as a whole. And that's, that's just the biggest success right now. And, and the same person we just brought up, Madi, um, I'm not only enjoying seeing her with, with softball, but 
I'm also seeing her get to grow spiritually, like with her faith and just seeing like the little bit, you know, that we talked about when she was in high school and now seeing her grow. And it's, it's so awesome. And I, I love every bit of it. Cause I know she's, she's going to be great for our younger ones and come back and definitely give back to our, our community. She loves it. And she, it's awesome. So. I, I think also is, you know, telling somebody that, a, you know, a senior going into their freshman year in college mm -hmm. is you're going to handle, you're going to have adversity. You're not, you may not come in playing right away. Oh, you were a superstar in high school. Right. And now you're just another girl. You're just right. another guy. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and that's okay. Right. Go to work, get better. Spend more time getting some extra reps in. Spend more time. Show coaches that you're committed to this, right? If you really feel like you should be out there, prove to them that you should be out there. Don't just jump ship just because you're handling tough – I mean, just because you're going through some some trials and tribulations. Like, it's okay. Um, understand, like, the foundation that you built yourself on is going to be the foundation that's going to carry you through. I, I say it all the time about building that armor, Right. Um, so, so if, if faith is something that's going to help you get there, let's, let's stand firm on faith, right? Is, 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 is your parents or whatever, you know, if that's something that's going to help you get where you're trying to go, stand firm on that. You know what I mean? Keep your parents in the loop when you're going through things, talk to them, chop it up. Like it's okay. And you're going to, I promise you, it never fails, man. I've, I've coached so many great athletes, so many, um, Dylan DeSue. You know, he's a UT basketball player right now. Awesome young man. Um, really, really humble dude. Um, you know, he he started he started his career off at Vanderbilt um, and did really well there. And then he came home to UT. Um, he 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 tore his, his tore his knee up. And um, his first year at UT, man, he thought he was just going to be this this superhero to come save the day. And he didn't even really get to play much, really struggled his first year at UT. And, and I mean, bad to the point where he felt like a failure. He, he was really bad, depressed, man, didn't know what he should do and didn't know if he could, should play basketball anymore. Do you just let, you was top three in the SEC. Now you saying you suck, like, mm -hmm. you know, and, and <laughs> those situations are going to come up, mm -hmm. but talk to people, communicate. It's okay. All right. You're a freshman. You're still young. Talk to people. Right. Don't just hold anything in. Right. You're dealing with situations. Talk. Man, I just I, I had a young man. come. I'm not going to say his name, but I had a young man come to my classroom the other day. Um, me and him got a really good relationship. I coached him in football. He entered he entered for the NFL draft. And this dude is a baller. I mean, he's one of the hometown heroes around here. And he got nothing, man. He got nothing. And right now he's just into this, I mean, really dark place that he feels like a failure, man. And so, um, you know, he's dealing with a lot of depression and anxiety just because he feels like he's nobody when he's actually uh, somebody, you know, and, and a lot of people respect his game, respect him as a person. Um, and I mean, he was a 3.5 GPA student, really smart, intelligent dude. But right now, man, he's just, he don't know he's lost just because of a NFL, you know, and just kind of let people know, talk, man, just talk to people. You know, everything is not going to go well for you. It's okay. Handle the adversity. E plus R equals O. 
and talk to people, communicate, right? Communicate with people, find you somebody that you trust, that you love and that you care for and communicate with them. Mm -hmm. Okay, man. So my, my, my last final question is who would y'all like to hear on the podcast? But the answer to y'all, uh, the answer to it, y'all have to help me get them on the podcast. Mm. <laughs> well, that's a good one, man. I gotta, I'm, I gotta say, Coach Dove. I know we got, we, man. Look, we, I think people, I, man, when you hear a lot about select ball, man, you, when you talk about select ball, the first thing come to your mind is, oh, the Houston teams, right? But there's some good little talent around here, too, man. It's just watered down. There's so many teams in this area, and you can't make one solid team because everybody want to play ball, you know? So That's how it is here in San Antonio. Yeah, man, yeah. So, um, you know, we got a really – we got a respected coach in this area. Um, he's done some successful things. Um, we, we won nationals with him when he was coaching for Excel Elite. Um, he's ran his own program before. Now he's kind of the – the guy for the Austin area for the Lady Dukes program. Um, his name is Coach Dove. Um, I would love to to hear his thoughts, man, on, on on these questions and really hearing him on the podcast. So yeah, we can. I, I can definitely try to make that happen. Okay, okay, that that'd be good because you know to get keep it. That's why I try to do. You know, if, you know, from y'all from that area, you know, it'd be good to try to keep it in in that area. You mm -hmm. know you know but but yeah man we can you know if if you want to you know reach out to him and then you can send me his information and i'll reach out to him too okay cool i got one i got one last question for you man all right what's up we got one missing piece to our puzzle just what? one i mean we got we got a national team waiting to happen for 10 you i'm missing a catcher man i need a catcher i need you to help me find a catcher 2013 catcher. We got two dogs right now, but they gotta move up. They gotta move up to 12. You so we missing one. I need a I need a dog catcher. I mean, I need a dog. I need a dog. Is that simple? National level dog. Okay, okay. Right. So I'm gonna keep my I'm gonna keep my eyes open for you, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You I know, appreciate it. Man, I got you, man. I appreciate y'all, man, for giving me y'all time out of y'all busy schedule, man. I like it's it's greatly appreciated, you know, being parents first and then coaches and teachers and running y'all stuff and all that you know it's i appreciate y'all giving me y'all time and being on the podcast and hey, we appreciate it as well Definitely man thank you so much it. all right y'all have a good night thank you too. you too all right i thank my boy mike estrada for getting the logo right so all my small business owners if y'all need some logos y'all hit up my boy mike man I let my boy Thomas, he's still out here getting them kids right. So y'all speed and agility, y'all need to hit him up. He got some quality work. My boy Jeremy with the tent, go follow his page on Facebook, GTZ Window Tent, and, and hit him up. Y'all get them appointments in. Levi's Reese and more, let the wife get them doors looking good. You know them doors might be naked, so go ahead and let her get y'all right. Levi's Mobile Detailing, just a call away from getting them cars to looking brand new again. So y'all hit us up and we ready to get some work in, all of us.